We are back with another episode of How About Them Celtics. Sam and I are here recording on Wednesday, August 9th. Uh, and we actually got a lot of Celtics news today. I was surprised. Um, the other day, we got a decent amount. We had some Blake Griffin stuff, obviously. We reacted to where the Jays ranked in terms of power rankings. And then Bleacher Report decided to drop their own list of the top duos in the NBA, snubbing uh, Celtics from the top five, which was an interesting choice on their part. But uh, we have more today. Unfortunately, the first thing we're going to talk about is not exactly... The type of news you want to be talking about, Kristaps Porzingis, who is slated to play for the Latvian national team in the FIBA World Cup, might not play. And it's apparently because of an apparent foot injury, I think it is. Um, this is from Rupert Fabig. Fabig. Apologies if I pronounce his name incorrectly. Uh, he writes for Big, which is basketball in Deutschland. He's, he's an overseas international basketball reporter. Uh, he reported exclusive. According to my information, there are growing concerns that Latvia star Kristaps Porzingis might miss the FIBA World Cup due to injury. Understood it is something with his foot. Staff himself and Boston Celtics will wait until the last moment to make a decision. Um, then uh, Fabig again, apologies if the pronouncing correctly. Uh, he was replying to people's you know concerns and comments and, and, and thoughts uh, on Twitter <clears throat> and a couple more things he added. He said, I know that he posted it today. Also, like I said, the injury is not that serious as they still consider playing him, but there's the possibility of him not playing. And then he was replying to Barstool Greeny, Dan Greenberg. Uh, understand it's at least nothing too serious because they're still even discussing the option of playing the World Cup. So it sounds like it's not that big of a deal because if it was a big deal, he just wouldn't be playing sort of like O'Shea Brissett who just completely bailed out of the World Cup. Um, right. So the fact that he's even considering playing in the World Cup is a good thing. That being said, flashbacks of a certain uh, overseas foreign big man getting hurt in the World Cup. Not exactly what Celtics fans want to hear at this point in the summer. No, not a good way to start my Wednesday or at least be halfway through my Wednesday and then return to my computer and see Twitter and see yep. that. The big problem here is not so much that it's an injury. It's that it's a foot injury. For these really mm -hmm. big guys, you see feet injuries plague them for a long time. There was a period in time where Brooke Lopez couldn't get on the court because he was dealing with foot stuff. Uh, different guys throughout history. I mean, I think Embiid had foot stuff at the beginning of his career. He couldn't get on the court. Sam Bowie, who got picked before Jordan, had foot stuff. He could never play. Bill Walton had his career de uh, derailed by foot stuff. This is not something to play around with. So I'm, I'm hoping he doesn't play, even though if he did, it would give us content with highlights. That's but true. From a Celtic standpoint, you don't want this guy playing any extra games that he doesn't have to. Yeah, no, I agree have told us like, you know, injury concerns, he's injury prone, blah, blah, blah. He should have to get healthy before he gets a contract, even though he just had a great healthy season. Yeah. It can be concerning when you get injury stuff like this. I saw people saying, get used to it on Twitter today. <laughs> it's just not the news that us as fans wanted to have in the middle, almost probably to the day. Do we know when the day when Gallinari went down was? Uh, let me look. Nilo Gallinari tears ACL. <clears throat> I think it was July actually. Um, it might have been later actually, though. Let me see. Uh, the report from the NBA he was diagnosed with the left or the ACL tear on September 2nd, but it says last month it was in a World Cup qualifier. Um, so it was probably, probably around August, <clears throat> it was probably around August actually. Um, I, I'll keep you keep talking, I'll find the date for you. I'll get well, there. it definitely was August because it said last yeah. month, August I know, I know, is before I know. September. 
I was saying at the beginning of August, okay, we're, we're, we're three minutes into the podcast, and you're already, you're already going at me for You told me to keep talking. What you're you to say? I, not attack me? Maybe just talk <laughs> about the injury? Um, I guess, it, is it better power rankings of injuries that you want to hear your players have, or you don't want to hear your players have, foot or knee? Which one? I'd say knee's worse. I think foot's a little bit better than knee. knee knee's like structural damage. Foot's like, you can probably foot. still play. It's just foot's not going to be great. That. I think it just uh, depends on the guy's size. I think the taller they get, you hear about the foot. Because mm-hmm. I, I let let's let me Google this, and I'll keep talking. I wonder what size uh, shoe Chris Stapps Porzingis wears. August twenty seventh. Yes? August twenty seventh. By the way, is is when the Gallinari thing came up. Um, what size shoe? Yeah, that's crazy. That's nuts. It's a big yeah. foot. <laughs> it's a long foot. A lot of tension on the foot. A lot of tension on the bones. Mm-hmm. Uh oh. Yeah. I mean, like I said, if it was really bad, he just wouldn't be playing. But it is concerning when you consider the history of knee injuries Kristaps has dealt with. He tore his ACL in 2018. Obviously, he's had a lot of knee issues. Uh, I'm looking at his Fox Sports. It just lists like knee, heel, heel. Like it doesn't give me specifics. But looking back, like there's illness this year. In February, he dealt with a knee thing. In January, he dealt with an ankle thing. January, ribs, illness, back, ankle, groin, knee, knee, toe, knee. Like, there's nothing about his foot. So maybe you cross your fingers and say, okay, hopefully this is just a little bit of soreness. But it's always concerning when you have a guy injury prone dealing with an injury this early in the season. So you're of the camp that please just don't play. Like, you just want him sitting. Yeah, I don't really need him to play. Not right now. He's okay. not playing for the Celtics. I don't need to see him play. But I'm surprised uh, Basketball Reference does not have injuries. Yeah. Yeah, I just use Fox Sports, and it's not very uh, detailed, but it's the best you got in terms of just looking back and seeing who got injured where um, and with what. And Porzingis has a, a lengthy uh, <laughs> injury page, uh, to say the least. So not great, but like I keep saying, it sounds like the reporter – is emphasizing the fact that if it was really bad, he would definitely not be playing. So the fact that they're even considering playing him in the FIBA World Cup should bode well for Celtics fans and Celtics fans shouldn't be panicking. But this does raise the question, like, you see some stuff on Twitter, like you said, like, oh, you know, now we're going to bank our franchise on an injury-prone seven-foot-three guy, right? He just played 60 games last season. And obviously that's a one-off, right? He hasn't played a lot of games throughout the course of his career. It was the However, third most of his career, 65 games. I have actually the page up in front of me. I can tell you 65 games most. last year. He played 66 games in 17 <clears throat> and 72 his rookie year in 16. Yeah. He's played in a lot of games or, or not a lot of games. He hasn't played no. in a lot of games. He, I meant he played in a lot of games last year. 65 last was a lot. year was probably his best season of his career. <clears throat> yes. Agree. All this being said, yeah, that, that is my take. All this being said, Porzingis getting hurt in the summer or even having to deal with injury is scary because one of the things I've emphasized as we're talking about, oh, who should they bring in for a free agent is like, maybe you bring in a center because Porzingis has an injury history. Rob has an injury history. Horford's 37 now, 36, 37, 37. He's up there. Probably not going to be playing as much as he used to. And then the only big on your roster outside of that right now is Luke Cornett. And I love Luke Cornett as much as the next guy. Probably don't want him playing 15 minutes a night. So 
whether this, and I'm not saying they need to go out and get another starter caliber big, but like, I do think they need to bring in another guy who can play center minutes off the bench because if this is the signal already, like I'm not saying Porzingis isn't going to play next season. I'm not saying he's going to get hurt and it's going to be a huge problem, but you, at the very least, this should set off a little red siren saying, okay, we should probably rest him as much as we can. He should probably get the, okay, maybe we try to save him a back-to-back here or there. Maybe we give him a rest day here and just let Rob and Al play. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if you only see a handful of games throughout the season where Rob, Al, and Porzingis are all active, if that makes sense. Because I feel like you're really going to try to save him for the postseason. It does make sense because you don't want to, you know, wear him out before the playoffs come around. That is the most important time of the year. But at the same time, with that being the most important time of the year, you want to have a familiarity amongst your guys. If you're saying there's no more than a handful of games where all three of those guys play, again, it's not your fault, right? It's not, this is not an indictment on you. But in that situation, if you're just doing that out of like a cautious thing, you're kind of taken away from the chemistry building, the yeah. rotations, guys getting yep. accustomed to their role, anything in that kind of sense. And I get it. There is a good reason to do it. You don't want him to get hurt. Jack, does this make you uh, shake your fist at the Grant Williams move again? I was never in on the Grant Williams move. I always thought it was dumb to give up a rotational player. And like I told you, like we had this debate when they traded him. You were like, he probably wouldn't have played as much. I still stand that he would have played similar minutes to what he got last year. But um, I just think this is all the more important now that you find another big and you can play smaller because there are going to be few nights where none of those three guys are active, right? Like you'll usually have at least one of them, probably two of them. You'll still have Cornette. You'll have Brissett who can play the four. You'll have Hauser who can play a little four. Obviously Tatum can play the four. <clears throat> Jordan Walsh gets some minutes too. So you do have enough forwards where you should be okay because Jordan Walsh, as skinny as he is, he, he's a good defender. He's a 6'7". Uh, he's got good height too. So you can get away with playing smaller lineups with just one big. But when the three bigs you have are all, I don't want to say in danger because that makes it sound like a bad thing, but like all at risk of probably playing 60-ish games or less during the regular season, realistically, like you got to have a backup plan. You got to have some guys who can step up and play those minutes. Cause as much as this is probably one of the best playoff rotations in terms of an eight man, the regular season rotation is not an eight man rotation. It is a 12 man rotation at times. And, and not all 12 of those guys play, but you usually have 12 or so guys on every team who play it or intermittently. We just talked about this. Luke Cornette played in like 70 games last season, right? <clears throat> like the, the bench guys play in the regular season. So you need enough guys to support the load while those guys take their load management. And even if there are, uh, you know, small injuries here or there, because let's not be foolish here, Sam, like people are going to get injured next year. The Celtics aren't going to have an immaculate season. It happens every season. People are going to get hurt. Jalen Brown missed time this past year. Marcus Smart missed time this past year. It just wasn't as bad as previous years. Players are going to get hurt. Porzingis is going to miss some time. Al's going to miss some time. Rob's going to miss some time. It's that's how the, the, the NBA works. So you and and I again love Luke Cornett. You need another center, in my opinion. I, you just need another guy in the roster, and maybe that's Blake Griffin, right? Like I'm not saying you need somebody crazy, and if it's Blake Griffin, that's fine. But you need at least one more big man on the roster. Well, Griffin is somebody that you've seen just play those spot minutes, the spot starts before. Yep. It's been a success for the most part. He's been able to put up solid numbers in those games. Again, it's like what eight and six per game for him in the mm-hmm. starting lineup on 52, 38 shooting. Not bad. Not bad numbers. The defense isn't there. I was just trying to find out what the average amount of games played in the NBA was. I can't find it. 
I could probably just stat use Ooh. it, but I try to use the NBA's website because I was just curious. I was like, how reasonable is it expect or is it to expect any trio to play 60 games in an NBA season now? Yeah. I think NBA stars missed an average of 28 games. I think this is from two seasons ago, so there's that. <clears throat> but I know the Kings were the healthiest team last year, and I know there are stats that show you like <clears throat> what core is played together the most. Like if I Google NBA teams by starters missed injury, like <clears throat> there are stats that tell you like, oh, these. Okay, there's a Twitter account called <clears throat> Man Games Lost NBA. It's just like how injured was your team? <clears throat> Looking at it here, NBA games missed due to injury versus team wins. And this was from March 16th. So this was towards the end of the season. <clears throat> There's nothing more recent that I can find. But the fewest games missed by injured players and health protocols last year at the time of this tweet, which is March 16th, was 51 <clears throat> missed by players. And that was Sacramento. And Sacramento was on a, an island because it goes 51, 76, and then into the 90s after the first two teams. <clears throat> so Sacramento was ridiculously healthy. And then... Houston was fifth on that list at 113. So they're teams very missed, young. Yeah. Teams miss a lot of games. Miami had players miss over 250. Orlando had, yeah, Miami over 250. had a tough injury season, which mm -hmm. explains to an extent why they were able why to they have were so much success as a low seed. Mm -hmm. Boston and Milwaukee were hovering around 175 each. Um, <clears throat> Detroit was over 200. Like there were only, and this was March 16th too. So like there, there were, plenty more games past this that hadn't been played. There were only four teams on this list that had players miss a, a cumulative less than a hundred games. For what are you using? I just found a Twitter account. It's called man. Spot track has an NBA. injury tracker. I'm going to go look. That's now that we're down the rabbit hole. We might as well. NBA. It's just, and again, I, I don't want to like harp on the fact that, Oh, this is the Porzingis grade is going to be a disaster now because I truly still believe it's one of the most underrated moves in the league this season in the off season. Right. I think Porzingis is going to fit phenomenally. Well, I think the point you've constantly made of he's the Al Horford replacement down the line. I think that's going to be huge <clears throat> for the Celtics, but you can't ignore the injury issue, right? You can't ignore the fact that he's had injury problems, but the way to the warrior just for that, is adding another bit. 254 yeah. games miss Suns 178 bucks 161 clippers 120 oh wait a minute this isn't in order What's thunder 323 games pistons mm. 315 magic mm. 299 warriors 254 hornets 251 grizzlies 247 wizards 245 blazers 218 Cavs 203 jazz 202 etc Miami only out. has 195 on here. I could be wrong, but I don't think I am. Interesting. Oh, That's different. Oh, this is this is cash earned <laughs> while injured. That was what it was sort of by initially. Oh, this oh. is still the games. <laughs> okay. Where where players have been on the injured list per spot. Interesting. I wonder what's different with this then. Regardless, the the point stands. Porzingis is injury Idiot prone. On Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Porzingis is injury prone. This is going to happen. This is a little red flag. It just it to me it just means get another big man on the roster and give you minutes that that that's i think that's what it comes down to for me just add another big i i don't think it's it's worth making a huge deal over especially because he still might play in the world cup which means he's like it's minor <clears throat> but it's worth noting and it's it's a piece of from news, so. everything we know blake griffin is wanted back by the celtics it's just a question of yeah. his interest his in being back. back 
which is fine. And and I'm sure we'll get updates as the summer goes on. And you bet your ass when the Celtics resign Blake Griffin, that that highlights video is gonna hit. It's gonna hit different yes, people. We'll Be do Bismack Biombo prime highlights for Blake Griffin. Do you see the commenter about Blake uh Bismack yeah. Biombo this morning? <laughs> yeah, he goes Biombo's gonna be Giannis based on the highlights he showed us. Good highlights though. You can't you can't question it. But all right, the next thing we do have Jason Tatum Porzingis thing for 16 minutes. We did. We talked about it. I want to talk about the injury bug as well. But Jason Tatum got his 2K rating. Um, They released, I believe, what is this? Top 10, top 15 or so 2K ratings. Um, All people 94 and above, I believe, are on this list. Uh, We're going to go over and take a look. So spoiler, Tatum is a 95, which probably a fair rating. But I'll, I'll list off the players that we have here. Uh, that were released by 2K, and then we can uh, discuss. So, Jokic is 98. He's the highest player in the game, which makes sense, right? Uh, Giannis is at 96. LeBron at a 96. Embiid at a 96. Durant at a 96. Steph Curry at a 96. Luca, Tatum, Jimmy Butler at 95. Kawhi, Devin Booker, Damian Lillard at 94. This might be the most. I I didn't play 2K last year, but from the ratings, this is always like something we talk about because ratings. This might be the most players like 94 and above we've seen in a 2K. There are so many that are just jam-packed up there. And and the league is talented. Don't get me wrong. Why are Kawhi and Damian Lillard 94? Yeah, it doesn't feel like they should be. I mean, I don't really care about the game as much anymore. I enjoy playing yeah. the GM mode, which That's is fun because they my make career. it so you can play from all kinds or, of different eras. Yeah. No, my career. You got to have. You gotta I, like I meant to play my career. Yeah, no, I meant my league is what I meant to say. Uh. But they should be like probably around like a 92, maybe just just because yeah. they didn't play a whole lot. But Dame is also coming off like a career high scoring season. Oh, he so was nasty when he was out. There's that. So. Kawhi is the as far as Tatum, him. he's in fair company. It's just funny. Like, should LeBron or Embiid be above the 95? I think Embiid makes sense just because he won MVP. Like you, you give him the the, the credit. LeBron, I think, should probably be 94. I think he should probably be lower than that tier, realistically. Where's, where's Anthony Davis? Not at 94 he, he was or a, above. He was probably the driving force on the Lakers team in the playoffs. I agree. I think you probably have LeBron at 94, Davis at like 93, like if you're realistic about these ratings. Um, maybe Davis is a 93. We don't see it. Uh, I'm fine with that, though. Stefan at 96 makes sense. Durant at a 96? Thoughts? Yeah. Okay. Wasn't he really good in the playoffs? Or am I am I tripping? I know Devin I know, Booker was. I know Booker was great in the playoffs. Durant was probably good. I, I think their combined I stats were crazy. Yeah, okay, yeah. He was really, really good in the playoffs. He didn't shoot super well from three, but he was averaged 29, 8, and 5 on 48, 33 splits. <clears throat> he was fine. Um, I saw a lot of people on Twitter complaining about Jimmy Butler. That's the biggest thing I saw, him being a 95. But he's well, made the he finals. He'll be a 95 like when he screws around in the regular season, but then I mean, it'll drop. These ratings are coming off the back heels of a playoff run where Butler spearheaded a finals push from the Heat, who were the eight seed. Like Butler pretty much by himself beat the Bucs. In that first round series, yeah. he was unbelievable. He rolled his ankle against the Knicks, and he wasn't really the same after that. And he got a lot of help against the Celtics with like Caleb Martin becoming a 95 overall or any of those guys take your pick just turning supernova on any yeah. given day but still like he was awesome throughout that whole playoffs he was all anybody was talking he's about nasty. of course he's going to have a high rating agree agree um 
let's do these ourselves. I, I want to talk about this. I mean, we put it in the title of the video. We might as well talk about 2K ratings a little bit. Uh, <clears throat> that's what everyone seems to care about. E even though, I'll go on a rant here. A little rat list, early rat list. This is like what 2K does every year. 2K puts out these ratings because they know they're going to put out a shitty product. They put out all these, these images yeah. on Twitter of people just like drowning in sweat and say that the graphics are better when they really just added a pool of sweat. They had a, uh, let me pull this up. They had a picture of Durant in 2K, right? And it was like, it was like, what oh, year? these graphics. The new one? It, it, yeah, it was like, it went, not viral, but like it, it blew up on social media a little bit. And it was like, oh, look at Kevin Durant. And all the responses that I saw on Twitter were like, did they just put him on DeAndre Ayton's body? Because he just looks like bulky as it hell. looks menacing. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, his arms graphics... are still skinny. His shoulders are just wide, but he, his you know shoulders, like the muscles on his shoulders, do look pretty jacked. Like he looks swole. Like his triceps are ridiculous. It's just he's like... doing some some pretty big military presses. Nobody. The best loves... thing about two K is if you go on like Reddit. I think I've been seeing people posting screenshots from two K fourteen, which was the first one on the new Xbox One when it was coming yeah. on the PS four. The jump between that and then the 2K14 on the Xbox 360 is crazy, but the jump between 2K14 and now is not that crazy. Yep. No, definitely. And like, nobody loves sweat like 2K loves sweat. That's all they do. They just put more sweat on players and they go, oh, the graphics got a lot better, right, guys? Look at this. Look at they're sweating now. And then you'll get in the game and like, the point guard takes every shot. If you simulate a game in 2K, the point guard takes every shot. Nobody else takes shots. It's just the point guard at the top of the key, and then they run the offense and they take a shot. It, you, it's the most broken. If you ever shot. watch YouTube like Sims where guys jump in games at the end of a game, if you're doing like a my league, or even I if you do it yourself, King like, of the fourth quarter, the teams yeah. just don't play in a realistic way. It looks they don't so play funny. basketball. It's like weird. Yeah. It's bad. They don't get good but, shots. Like it's just like the guy stands there with the ball and fires it up yeah. over a close defender. They dribble the ball for the first 18 seconds of the shot clock, and then they run a pick and roll, and the point guard just takes a mid-range pull-up or something. <clears throat> like That's all that happens. It's it's just terrible. The only play they know how to run is drive to the hoop, a guy from the corner helps, corner three. Like That's all that happens in 2K. <clears throat> over and over and over and Sounds over. Sounds like Missoula ball. Right? They love Missoula ball, evidently. And then like 2K just randomly picks teams every year that they love. Like the Hawks, I think this past year or two years ago, yes. were just nasty Hawks, and thin. Cavs, Rockets. <laughs> In two years Thunder, ago is... every year if you play if you play the gm mode they will be nasty in the sim two years ago it was the pelicans were gross like it's the same every year they just pick a couple teams they think are to be good and then like even if the the hawks like lose 60 games this year they don't change it still but at the end of the year the hawks are going to be nasty you know what i'm saying like they don't update that at all but <clears throat> looking at these these rankings with tatum in it let's re-rank them here are we fine with Jokic being like above the rest of the pack. I think it's fair. It makes yeah. he's the best in the world. I yeah, think. just won a title. Now, I would argue you should put Jokic at a 98 or 99, and then Giannis should also be in his own club at a 97. Uh, yeah, I was going to say there should be a 97 on this sheet, and it probably should be Giannis. Because Giannis yeah, is think... still a force. I, get, I know Milwaukee lost in the first round of the playoffs. He hurt his back, wasn't able to be completely he's dominant still... like he normally would be. Yeah, but he's, he's still, still like a beast. I wouldn't want to play Giannis in any kind of series, any game. Mm -hmm. He's a dominant player. He can do a little bit of everything. Even his shootings come along a little bit. At least he's not afraid to take them. He's definitely a 97. He's a player that can just take over a game. 
Yeah, I'd put him in 97. The 96 tier, I would probably do like... <clears throat> I'd probably do Embiid, Steph, and Luca at a 96. And that would be it for me. I'd bump Durant down to a 95. And I'd bump LeBron down to a 95. Mostly because like... I don't think LeBron is in the same tier as those guys anymore. And I don't think Durant played enough games last year or, or like, I don't know. I, it just, I, I feel like, like what he played in 47 games this past season. Like, well, it, it is I, a video uh, game where you can just turn off injuries. I know. Still though, I, I'd put, I'd put Steph Luca and beat at 96. Then I'd throw Durant and LeBron down to a 90. I'd put probably LeBron 94 Durant 95 with Tatum and, uh, Tatum and Jimmy at a 95 as well. I think I'm with you. Jokic can be the top guy. Giannis should be right behind him. Yeah. I think at 96, Luca should be a 96. I think Luca mm-hmm. is right behind Giannis in terms of just a guy that can do everything in a different way than Giannis though. He's the do everything like guard forward. Giannis is the do everything yeah. forward center. Yeah. I think that maybe Luca should be the only 96. And then the rest of those guys dropped to 95. Maybe Steph, too. I don't know if Embiid should be a 96. Mm-hmm. Tatum probably shouldn't be a 96 either. Mm-hmm. I just think a lot of those guys are all on the same level now. And then like okay. the bottom guys are the bottom guys. It's whatever. Mm-hmm. I think Booker at a 94 is fair. I think anybody Dave shafted from be. this list, anybody that should be higher, that's not. I was thinking about that, too. It's always tough for me because like without having a list of players in front of me, I struggle. Like I'll forget. Like we forgot Steph Curry the other day. You know what I'm yeah. saying? No, it happens. So I struggle. Um, Perhaps, Alexander. Uh, Chris Paul. No, he was not stuffed. Uh, Shay though. Shay might be up in that. Maybe she's probably more like a 93. But I like, bet you he he's going to be like a 92 and they're going to be like, earn my respect with a playoff run. <laughs> yeah, that would make sense. I'm trying to find uh, per, I'm looking at dirty. I'm looking at per game totals right now. Quick. Um, Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell's be up good there. One. I think Davis should be a 94. Davis should like be him. up there. Yeah, he was he was the lead on defense. It would make sense. John Morant, Kyrie, uh, Darren Fox, Anthony Edwards. Um, that's yeah, about they it. I got all of them. I think so. Guys yeah. are there. Is that what is that? 12? 12 total guys. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. No, yep, twelve. Good math. There are you. It's probably fair. Uh, it makes sense. I think it's a good list. Uh, I, whatever. Tatum's ninety-five. That's what you need to know. Uh, next thing we have, Sam, debut article for Celtics blog. Ah, wrote about Marcus yes. Smart. I'm gonna let you kind read of this debut. I wrote another wrote one that's it. not coming out till like this is the September. first published one. The first published yes. one. So I'm I'm gonna let you lead the conversation because obviously, I mean, you you wrote the article, so it's yeah. So this week. <laughs> Planning wise is Marcus Smart Week at Celtics Blog. There will be something else posted this morning when you're listening to this. Not by me. Was it you? It is no, you. No, I didn't write it. What? You is wrote it? something that's going up to today as as this is out, right? Did I? I don't think Jack's I wrote a Marcus Sloan, Smart August thing. 10th, 9 a.m. Derek is White. Smart success. Derek White. Mm. Okay. Yes. Yes. So you, yes, yes, yeah, yes. Jackson on the fun. But anyways, we're not talking about Jack. Uh, we're talking about me. This is the me show today. Uh, I made my Celtics blog debut and I picked up the topic of should the Celtics retire Marcus Smart's number. Uh, I wrote a lot. I broke down. I compared him to different greats, mainly Pierce and Garnett, because those are the last two to go up. Those are two guys I watched play and I, I have an understanding of their careers the best. So I thought I could do it the best justice. And 
they do share similarities just in personality or, or uh, games played, like Smart is in the top 20 games played for the Celtics. Went in depth, went into the community work that he did, all kinds of great things with Marcus. And the, the consensus is no, just because he didn't want a title with the Celtics. The people that are like in the replies of the article just didn't read me say no at the end. Yeah. Because I, I, in the article, I'm like, should they retire his number? And then I just start presenting all these like points. And I get my answer at the end. And everyone's like, why are we even talking about this? It's August. For one, it's August. Welcome to the comments. I section. did see people saying, like, once he's retired, like, people should talk about this. And I'm like, well, like, I don't know, like, Pierce getting Garnett get traded, and that was talked about. Like, it's obviously that yeah. like, you don't retire his number tomorrow if you're going to do it, which I don't think they should. But it sucks because I think, I, I think the point of the article should have really been he was on his way if they didn't trade him because it did feel that way. Yeah. Many times on this show, I came on here and I was like, he's going to be next. Cause it felt like he was the captain for a while. Um, he was obviously the longest injured guy, nine seasons with the Celtics. Nobody's done that since Rondo who also did not get his number retired and he won a championship. So there's that. Um, but seriously, I just, I, I feel like he would have got there. A career Celtic is an impressive feat, which he will not be. Winning a title with the Celtics is important. It everybody in the rafters has one except for Reggie Lewis, who passed away. There is a world where if he stayed, he probably gets his number retired. But he didn't he didn't get to stay. If they win against the Warriors, is it retired? I don't know. I I think that is the world where he gets to play out his whole career with the Celtics. Yes. Because if they win against the Warriors then they don't need to make this trade because what came out and we talked about in the last show that they all decided like, we're going to do something different this summer. We have to change something because this isn't working to the fullest. doesn't mean it's yeah. not working. Making conference finals is still good for the average team, but the Celtics they weren't winning titles overdue to win exactly. a title. If the Celtics don't shoot themselves out of game four against the Warriors to smart, get his number retired title that the pod today. There it is. <laughs> Maybe because seriously, I don't think they have to trade him. And I think he gets to retire Celtic. There's just less pressure if they yeah. win the title. If, if they don't win last year after winning a title, everyone's still bummed, but they're like, okay, like we have the experience, blah, blah, blah. You know, smarts proved to be a leader. Tatum and Brown can be those guys. The Jalen extension would have got a lot less heat. Horford would be a solid pick for the hall of fame. Probably like people would be talking about that. Mm -hmm. Which he still probably might get in. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I think. I think the. Uh, I think the NCAA titles will probably get him in. Yeah, it's true. Back to back. High draft pick. But yeah, yeah. I I think that's a good good uh, angle to that. I wish I kind of put it in there. Alternate <clears throat> universe, they win against the Warriors. He definitely does. Just because I don't think they trade yeah. him. Agree. It's it's tough though, because like like you said, I don't think it is right now. I don't think he gets his number tired. If he like comes back down the line somehow and they win a title with him, like maybe you get that argument in, but every, it, it's just different goalposts in Boston, right? Like they just announced today, it is. Sean Marion and Amari Stoudemire getting the numbers retired for yes. Phoenix. Like if Marcus Smart did what he did for the Celtics for Phoenix, he would absolutely get his number retired, but it's not Phoenix because yeah. the Celtics just have different uh, standards, right? This is title or well, bust, those like players. You said had more individual recognition than smart did. Like they were multi-time all-stars like Mary and four-time all-star smart. Never made an all-star team. He did win the defensive player of the year mm -hmm. and he made all defensive. Okay, teams. fine. Tony Besides Allen that he wasn't. 
Tony Allen then in, in Memphis. Memphis. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like good call. No title, but it's the same thing, right? Like it's, it's true. Just, this is just a different, coast. it's a different beast. Mm-hmm. And I think the Lakers are too on the other coast. They don't really just kind of put anybody yep. up. They put Powell like Anthony Davis, second man on a championship team. Does Davis get his number retired in LA? Yeah, they're going to retire. Okay. Cause yeah. he just signed the extension. He's going to have a long career there. I don't know if he's going to get traded away. That's a weird one because he's getting older. Like, I don't know if anybody's going to trade for him on a big contract like that. Yeah. You know, like it seems like he's destined to stay with the Lakers. Especially because his dad really wants him there. Clearly. Uh, No, it's just good conversation, though. I think the answer is no, but it's uh, it sucks. Overwhelming no from the fans, which is fine. Yeah. You wish it could have been yes, but unfortunately, it doesn't seem like that was uh, in the cards for Marcus. Um, The next thing, Jason Tatum played at a pro-am golf tournament um today i think it was and he had some quotes that i thought were interesting i played in a group that included john rom i don't know if that is he's the best golfer in the world he's nasty um he masters. played at the don't care mm-hmm. get on to the go. stuff that matters played at uh played at the fedex st jude championship pro-am uh these quotes are via DeMichael cole of commercial appeal which is a memphis news outlet um Talking about the the golf, he said, just hopefully I don't embarrass myself. I just want to hit a few good balls today. Memphis is kind of like a second home. I spent a lot of time here in the summer growing up. That is sirens go off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe he goes back with smart. But then I didn't he, see also, quotes, so I'm glad you have them. Yeah, them tomorrow. he also talked about Marcus Smart and he said, sad to see him go, but happy for him to get a new start and excited to see what he does. He obviously knows what it takes to get to the NBA finals. Obviously, he's extremely talented. Best defender in the league. Just a guy who would love who you would love to have you on your team, uh, which they did. And then they did, but uh, yeah, just some quotes. If you really cared that much fake friend, <laughs> teammate Tatum rat. Now uh, I think, I mean, he's probably telling the truth. He's definitely probably bummed to see him go. He's been on his team his whole career. It is sad to see him go. Good, good transition between the angles here. Cool. Yes. Tatum played golf. <laughs> Sam doesn't care about golf. Um, next thing we have going to the other J Jalen Brown, uh, named 30 under 30 for Forbes, their uh, local list. They did 30 under 30 for Boston. Um, I'll read the little tidbit they had. This is just some news. Jalen Brown is forward guard for the Boston Celtics. They just don't know how to write about basketball. Uh, joining the team after the 2016 NBA draft is third pick served as the vice president of the MBPA since 2019 and is known as one of the most outspoken players in the league. Brown is also the founder of the juice foundation, which aims to attack systematic systematic and economic inequities in education. I feel like that should say systemic, not systematic. Uh, In a partnership with the MIT Media Lab, the foundation developed the Bridge Program, a multi-day camp for black and brown Boston high school students that introduces them to STEM-related opportunities and provides resources on emotional literacy, leadership, and financial literacy. Brown just extended his Celtics contract with a yearly salary of $52.4 million starting in the 24-25 season per the Boston Globe. Just some recognition for Boston. We've talked about it since the extension side. Like, Good to have a guy like him at Boston. It's part of the reason. Obviously, it's like... You get caught up when you talk about the contract extension, like, oh, what can you do on the court? What can you do here, here, here? But like, if you take a step back, like, just the person Jalen Brown is off the court, like, very good person to have in Boston. Uh, so happy about that. Happy to see him make this list. It's it's nice to have a guy yes. like him uh, in the city. He's the best, uh, Jalen Brown. I, I've said on the pod just a bunch of times, but it's really impressive that instead of like just complaining about something, he's doing something about it. Not to say that he shouldn't complain, but we've seen people in the past just like blame the city and be like, it's not a good place to be like Kyrie threw the whole city under the bus in that playoff run a couple years ago when Brooklyn had the, or they the two seeds, Celtics were seven seed. 
and they beat the piss out of the Celtics. And Kyrie was uh, bad-mouthing all the fans in the media. And Jalen Brown went on the podium, and he went on a long tirade about, like, yes, there's problems, but, like, the way he's handling it is not the right thing, I think, was the consensus of his rant. And it was awesome. Like, it made it made me have a great appreciation for Jalen Brown because he stuck up for the city. And not only has he done that, but he's now putting his money where his mouth is, quite literally, in doing something to make it a better place, which is just the best. He had his contract signed at the bridge program where he's giving these kids all these opportunities. It's awesome. Like, it's great. Everybody yeah. should have opportunity. Agreed. I'm so Shout I'm happy Brown. that he's letting them get it. Agreed. Agreed. Shout out Jalen Brown. Uh, Craig had to have in Boston, like I said, worthy of the contract extension. All right. I think that wraps up um, Celtics stuff today. Uh, we can move on to NBA. We do have a decent amount of NBA stuff, though. We'll start with Josh Hart. Josh Hart, four years, 81 million extension to remain with the Knicks. He'll be 32 in the final season. Sam wrote good contract, right? Yes, I think so. I think it's yeah. a great contract. Josh Hart said he's an impact player, right? Like you don't always need to put up 20 points or 15 points to be worthy of that money. Josh Hart makes an impact on the court. You saw it with him uh, on the Knicks this past season. I think before the season started, I picked Josh Hart for most improved player. Um, obviously, it didn't end up going that way, but Josh Hart. Impact guy does everything on the court. Hustle defender. He fits perfectly with the Knicks. So good good extension for them. And he's really made uh, a nice niche for himself in the lineup in in within the fan base. The people there love him. He was getting fans fired up in the playoffs. And he has a very sustainable game playing defense and shooting threes. It is a rich, not a rich, a very valuable style of play in today's NBA. Every team needs guys like that. That is a key component to a winning team and he's definitely carved out that sort of role for himself with the Knicks and he could be mm-hmm. valuable for another team if things don't work out there which fingers crossed that they won't work out <laughs> just because I don't want to see those people happy but good contract absolutely a good contract uh, a couple more NBA news things before we get into some like bigger discussions we have Anthony Edwards got fined <laughs> $50,000 for throwing a chair or quote unquote throwing a chair um, we have the video the, here. I'll the description is way more exciting than the video. Yes. The video yes. sucks. The video is not good. I'll show it here, here if it you're is. watching YouTube. Now, um, you, you'll you see if you're listening, Jack hits play. Edwards walks away as the Wolves get eliminated by the Nuggets in the playoffs and picks up a chair and then puts it down. And as he's turning, appears to hit a woman. She ducks. And then quickly turns around to let everybody know she's been hit. Yeah. But it is not in any kind of cool way. It is no. not uh, any professional wrestling where he I was gonna say. You know, winds up and drills somebody. There's no it's WWE. Not that brawl in Alabama where I think they were hitting that was, chairs. That rule. Yes. That was fire. The memes that came out of it were the best. Even the context of it was fire, too. Um, but yeah, Anthony Edwards got fined 50K for that. Kind what of was lame. it? Racist guy gets weird. the piss beat out of him? <laughs> Yeah, well, it was. I think it was uh, a black security guard was telling these this group of like, I don't know if they were teenagers, but this group of white people to move their boat because a, a ferry was coming to dock and they were like, the ferry needs to park here. You got to move your boat. And they just said no. And then just started hitting him and like beating him up. And then a yeah. bunch of other like people and then around. The everybody just jumped in and beat the piss out of the white. dude. It was yeah. fire. It was fire fire i don't know why video. people have to be problems man that's what i'm saying uh it was great that was like the avengers like just came in and just like, that was the best one so, is it showed all the portals 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Very sick. Very sick. Very fun video. Go, go find it on Twitter. Um, next thing we have is Raptors, Siakam, Hawks trade stuff. We talked about it a little earlier this summer. Um, Sham Shirani reporting that the Raptors rejected a Hawks trade offer of DeAndre Hunter, AJ Griffin, and draft capital, and the Raptors are upping their price. That doesn't sound like a terrible draft package for me. Uh, if I'm if I'm the Hawks. That being said, obviously there is the asterisk of how good is the draft capital because the Hawks don't have much to offer after the DeAndre Hunt, uh, Murray trade, I should say. So it's like, how good can it be? But if also, if you're the Hawks, like Pascal Siakam has been open and saying he doesn't want to sign anywhere outside of Toronto. It's just weird. It's just a weird situation. It is a very strange, like this never happens in the NBA type situation where a guy's on a bad team that's getting worse. He's a superstar level player. And he's like, I'm yeah. not leaving. It's it's the Wolf of Wall Street. I'm not leaving. That's him in Toronto as they're trying to trade him. And this is not a great offer from the Hawks, but it doesn't suck either. It depends what AJ Griffin's were, really. good. DeAndre Hunter's good. Picks are fine. Like they're players. both quality players. But like, if I'm Toronto and I'm giving up Siakam, I'd really try and push for Dejounte Murray back. I know that kind of defeats the purpose of. Atlanta like bringing in another player but at the same time it not it's not necessarily the case DeJounte Murray does not work the best next to Trey Young he's not the I'd best at least, version of himself I'd at least want Kobe Bufkin the rookie like get another guard in there in Toronto because they don't have a great guard rotation <clears throat> right like push him for that maybe that's what they are asking for they definitely um, need more guards but, uh shooters yeah, running think, the show up there for you Jeff. him and him and Javon Freeman Liberty Look at him go. It's a Bulls guy. Couldn't um, tell you what Javon Freeman Liberty looks like. That's all right. That's okay. Uh, next thing we have, you put this on the sheet to let you lead. Nike is dropping Kobe shoes. Is that what I'm seeing? Yeah, I don't really know how much we care about it, but I saw it on Bleacher Report. And I thought it was kind of interesting. They're calling them the Halos. Interesting. This is going to be a very short segment. I don't have that much. Uh, well, there's other Kobe stuff too. Uh, apparently, they're putting a statue um, in front of the Crypto.com Arena. Uh, which is going to feature Kobe. It's going to have Kobe. I think Gianna Bryant is also going to be in it. And then it's going to drop on August 8th, 2024. So 824. And there's going to be nods, uh, which is good. I mean, it was on, it was about time, right? Like <laughs> We all knew uh, Kobe was going to get a, uh, a, I mean, a statue, right? Like we, we all, we always knew that that was going to be a thing. If there's anybody I think that even without Kobe. the tragedy, I think he might get yeah. one. So he would. I think he would get one if he. If he it did doesn't feel like a forced thing or anything like that. Mm -hmm. It's fine. Deserved five championships Good. for a franchise. That's a pretty remarkable. That's career. nuts. That's crazy. You don't see that often. And the stuff he was doing afterwards, really putting his time in to try and make kids basketball his daughter's team like a good thing was pretty cool too to teach the I game mean, pass it on as much as it's joking like he also just stayed there where, like as they were asked for like five years like he just they like, were terrible <laughs> at the end of his career and it was they the were best so he was just bad. like rob not robbing them but like he was taking up the whole salary cap with a 24 million dollar contract or whatever he had yeah and uh, today josh hart is making what seven million less it's crazy it's crazy to think about but uh yeah there's that and then this is the conversation you wanted to have. Can you lead this in? It's it's. I don't know where you found this like topic. But I found like, this on Reddit. Okay. Uh, I was scrolling along today on the NBA subreddit, and this kind of made a connection to me because this morning on Houdini, I wrote about uh, Dwayne Wade firing back at Paul Pierce, which I don't really care about any of this. I, I'm so sick of that stuff. But anyways, the basis of the Pierce Wade thing is 
Pierce said, I didn't have as good of teammates when I was at my peak, which is kind of true. Like before the big three got there, he was playing with the fellas for, for three mm-hmm. or four years after they made the conference finals run 2002. But Dwayne Wade got a, a great team, whatever. That's Pierce's point. The Reddit post was not really in relation to that, but rather other situations. They go, who is the best player who truly got wasted and let down by his supporting cast the most in NBA history? This was Reddit user Wayne quit. Mm-hmm. Somebody, oh, not not somebody. He put in the second half of that. Uh, it was like KG, Steve Nash, like all of those guys, like when they were in their peak playing with teams that just didn't have the best people. Oddly enough, two of Steve Nash's teammates getting their dreams retired. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Steve Nash is up there. I know you don't like him. Carmelo's got to be on this list, right? He really never like Carmelo kind of did to himself, though. How so? Because when he was going to be a free agent in 2000, he was either going to be a free agent in 2011 or 2010. And he forced a trade to the Knicks. And it's also the Knicks' fault, too. Yeah. the Knicks And they bad. made a trade for Carmelo a half season before he was going to be a free agent and sign there. And they gave up Gallinari. They gave up all these different assets to the Nuggets, including draft picks. I believe one of them was Jamal Murray. How about that? Uh, <laughs> In order to get Melo yeah. th- two months early, and I I think they got into the playoffs, and then the Celtics swept them. So was it really worth it? Uh, I'm just, I mean, like, maybe, but, like, he was probably one of the best players to never play with, like, a really, really good team is the point. Like, you can argue he did to himself, but, like, realistically, think, like, the best early on, they did an okay job putting good players around him. I think the 2013 Knicks were the two seed, which was solid not to say that the team was nasty make no mistake like miami was the team to beat in the east at that time it was carmelo tyson chandler who was a defensive player of the year uh amari who couldn't stay healthy they had jason kidd in new york who was at the twilight of his career yeah that was his best team it was the 2013 knicks like you said Melo averaged 20 almost 29 points and then it was jr smith at 18 amari stoudemire raymond felton and then tyson chandler who averaged 10 and 10 um, Stoudemire contract turned out to be so not good. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, not great. It's a good, not Nick. great. Grant Hill. Grant Hill had a lot of injuries. Yeah, I, I, I just T Mac might be a guy actually. T Mac's up there too. Yeah, T Mac's a guy people like swear by, like in terms Vince of Carter too. Never won a playoff series. Vince Them Carter together. was on the Nets, dude. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. He went and joined right. the stack Nets. I know. I know. I know. I'm sorry. I'm looking at. I'm looking at a list. Ignore me. I'm looking at a list of players who never made the finals, and I'm like trying to put the pieces. Oh, okay. In my yeah, head. that's a good one. I so. feel like a lot of these guys, like in the '80s and '90s, when the league was kind of stretched out for talent, like they didn't have a ton of great guys. Like Dominique Wilkins probably never had the best team, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man, who else? Like Sydney. Sydney Moncrief is on this list. Sydney. Sydney Moncrief. Chris Weber. He was on the Kings, though. They made a run. So maybe, like, even like that supporting cast wasn't the best. Like Vlad D box <laughs> yeah. was okay. Uh, Jason Williams, Mike Bibby, take your pick. They were both there. Pedro Stoyakovich. Like everybody had a role on that team. Lamarcus Aldridge on this list. <laughs> Lamarcus Aldridge one. robbed of having a great supporting cast by injuries. <laughs> the big three in Portland would have been him, Brandon Roy and Greg Odin. If none of them got hurt, they would have had really good teams. I think they played almost a total season together with all of the games sprinkled out. And they were like some crazy, like 50 something, like high 50 wins. Yeah, they were good. 
Another one on this list, David Thompson only won 10 playoff games in his career, <laughs> which is like he was playing with what the Nuggets. Yeah, he played in the Nuggets in the ABA for one oh, one season in the ABA, and then he they moved to the NBA. He only played, what is this, nine total professional basketball seasons, but only winning 10 games is like a Hall of Fame player or, or like one of the, the better players in Nuggets history, right? Like he averaged 27, 24, 22, 26. You know, like he, he played – the best season they had was they won – they made the second round in the NBA and they made the second round once in the NBA and this nugget teams that made it the furthest. It was him, Dan Issel, Bobby Jones, Brian Taylor, right? Like we're going back, but like the fact that David Thompson only won 10 playoff games is like, damn, uh, you can I'm look at go through the comments because I, I reread the question and I smirked to myself because I really, really in my heart, know somebody's going to be like LeBron. I was going to say the pre heat LeBron teams were like, I mean, you, you can wave the narrative it off with LeBron is he always never has help. That's always, no matter what team he never has help. He's had help ever since the heat, uh, just objectively. Right. Like if we want to talk about it for real, Wade and Bosch, at the back end of his Cavs career, the second time he had no help. That, that was the narrative. He had no help. He didn't. Uh, Oh, uh, well, because Kyrie Kevin Love was, was a scapegoat was, all the time. He got hurt. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking, I don't care about that. He had help there. That was whatever. But the, the pre-Heat Cavs teams were horrendous. Uh, just objectively. They were bad. No, they were. Nobody wanted to play in Cleveland. <clears throat> Top comment on this post. Minnesota KG toiling away for nearly his entire yep. prime, surrounded by a motley crew of players, was an NBA tragedy. Somebody it, replies honestly, to Joe Smith punishment was so unbelievably harsh compared to how it would have been handled today. Don't know what it was. Minnesota has been a terribly run organization, but the NBA took a very active hand in crushing them to a pulp during their reign of their best player ever. Imagine if the Sixers lost five first round picks. If it came out Harden and Maury had any kind of under the table promises. It is funny. I joke about that stuff all the time with you saying, wow, whatever they're going to do with the second round picks being taken away from them. Oh my God. I didn't, I didn't know about this. Yeah. They, they, I'm, I'm, I found a article about the thing. The Good Timberwolves going. were fined $3.5 million and forfeited their first-round draft picks for the next five years. They lost five years. Well, of oh, first... it was just a tampering punishment? Uh, I, I got it. This is a long article. All if right. an NBA team planned to sign a player to an illegal contract that cost them a ton of money, better be sure it's worth it. Um, Joe Smith. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Promising first three seasons. A lot of context they don't need. Smith and the Timberwolves had an under-the-table agreement in place where Smith would sign three one-year deals for very little money, allowing the Timberwolves to acquire his bird rights, which would allow them to go over the salary cap to re-sign him. He would have then been rewarded with a lucrative contract that paid him up to $86 million. This arrangement, of course, was highly illegal. Sanctions were taken. The Timberwolves forfeited five years of draft picks. <clears throat> the team's 2003 pick was eventually restored. Uh, not only was Smith's newly signed contract voided, his previous two were as well, meaning he would no longer retain his bird rights with the Timberwolves. Um, <clears throat> Glenn Taylor was suspended, and then Kevin McHale took a leave of absence on July 31st. Oh, no. <clears throat> so they lost, what is this? This was in 1999. <clears throat> so they lost 19, They lost the two, 1999 pick, the 2000s pick, 2001 and 2002 first-round picks. In fact... It, luckily for them, like those were not super stacked draft classes. No, but the Timberwolves were good. Draft time. Next most popular comment: T Mac. All he had to do was wait for Dwight. Yep. 
It's true. Uh, <laughs> someone said, I'm convinced Reggie Miller was a Ron Artest crowd rush away from a ring. <clears throat> Maybe. Very possible as well. I'm looking here. I want to see. Now you got me going down a rabbit hole with this Timberwolves thing, which I didn't know about, which I feel like an idiot for not knowing. Right. Like, I, Why? I feel like there's like a big gap in our knowledge, like from yeah. like 2008 up to like mm-hmm. when the Celtics were really good. Before and in that. my defense, when this happened, I was like a month old. So it's not exactly my fault. I don't know about it. But like looking at those years, right, this was. 1999 to 2000 like they were a mid table team like they got eliminated in the first round they were all right those years where they forfeited their first round picks they won they were a 500 team then they won 50 games 47 games 50 games right so they were like a solid team so they would have gotten back of the first round picks so it's not like the end of the world but 1999 draft metal world peace went 16 andre kirilenko went 24th right like there were some okay players back there. You look at 2000 in the back of the first round, not much. You're not going to get much like Mo Peterson is 21. That's the best you got in 2000. Uh, the back of the first round. Okay. <laughs> back of the first round in 2001, you had Tony Parker at 28 and Gerald Wallace at 25 and uh, Zach Randolph at 19. So maybe they could have used that one. <laughs> yeah. And then no, 2002, uh, Tayshawn Prince at 23 and then past that like John Salmon so it, it might not have changed everything but even if you want to look outside the draft like they would have had tradable first round picks they could have used right so Patrick Ewing played in maybe the biggest market on the entire planet for 15 years and the Knicks didn't get him another Hall of Famer to play with him for a single season they did build a solid squad around him in the mid 90s but it was one all-time great and a bunch of role players who fitted their roles reply to him says other crosses out all-stars to play for the Knicks in Ewing's time. Knicks to make the all-star team with Ewing. All players that made it once. Mark Jackson, Charles Oakley, and John Starks. That's it. It's tough. That's tough. Not great. Uh, I think those are all good, though. I don't know. If, I don't have any more. Do you have any more? Chat, let us know. I don't have any Please, more. yeah. Let us know. Uh, do we want to do these two rankings? Listen, I already want to bump them. Do we want to bump it? Okay. Oh wait, uh, no, one's not in the title, right? Yeah, no, it's not in the title. Bump it, bump it, bump everything, bump both. Bump it. Yeah, I All don't right. want it. I don't want to do this. All right, we'll bump it. We'll we'll do rat list now. We'll do rat list now. We'll save content for later. So let's get into the rat list here. Uh, would you like to kick us off, Sam? Sure, I'll kick us off. Rat list is the people in court. So Jack knows of this. <laughs> Nobody knows of this. I didn't want to talk about it because I was very very petrified. Uh, in it, foolishly so. That I may get yeah. in uh, trouble and lose my license because I got like a third like traffic ticket. I didn't do anything crazy. I got I was texting. I was actually I was texting. I'm not gonna go into detail. Um, <laughs> so I had to go to court for this. You have to go yeah. into court. Like it was my I don't know. They said you have to go in. So I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna lose my license. I like wore a suit. I showed up, and I'm standing in line. And there's a long line like of people waiting to see the judge. And I'm like, okay, like it's going okay. It's going okay. And there's like three people ahead of me at this point. Like I'm starting to get close. These three people must have done everything they could do to piss off this judge before it was my turn to go <laughs> up there. And I was like, well, I don't want him to be mad at me. What if he's like, you know what? I'm sick of this, like harsh punishment, whatever. Mm-hmm. One woman has like some issue like where she's driving without insurance and she 
she's like, well, I have insurance that runs through this month. And the problem was the, the date of the violation was before her insurance card was valid. Mm-hmm. So he was trying to like explain this to her and she wasn't having it. So that was one. That was one back and forth that must have went two or three minutes as I'm sitting there sweating. Like I'm, I'm in panic mode, leg shaking. Two, this next guy, I forget what he had in the middle, but he had some issue where he had to like take up some time. And then the guy before me opens up like an encyclopedia of like different paperwork <laughs> he has. He was parking in a handicap spot and he wanted to like defend his case. And the judge was like, I'm not hearing arguments today. Guilty or not guilty. And he just kept talking. And I'm like, oh my God, this guy is going <laughs> to piss off the judge. I go yeah. up, they give me a very lax punishment. I go about my day. I'm able to zip around if I would like to zip around. So anti-phenomenal. Uh, that rat list anxiety for the last month of just sitting it's there. It's tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's tough. But rat list them for making me think he, they might piss off the judge. Fair. Yeah, one of my buddies uh, in high school got his license taken away. Uh, he doesn't give a shit. He doesn't watch for what? He'll, ne- he'll never see this. He was going. He wasn't even going like obscenely fast. I think he was going like above eighty on the highway or something, which is like not even that obscene, right? <clears throat> but he. So there's context. There's context. There's context. Okay. He was like, there were no other cars around, so it was like easy to pull him over. So he was just going, and they caught him. And he was. I think 17. And so he didn't, he wasn't 18 yet. He didn't, it was still like, you're still on your learner license or whatever, like your beginning yes. license when you're, you know, the period where you can't have anybody else in the car, all this like bullshit. Yes. And so they caught him and he got his license I taken see. away or actually that's a lie. They gave him a court date and he slept through the court. date. Oh no. <laughs> and so they, they said, you know, strike three, see you later, buddy. You're gone. Took his shit. And he had to take a bunch of courses and stuff to get it back. Um, but he's, I mean, I'll try to fun. Did he get when his he thing? Was, taken uh, away? Just a wee boy had his license <laughs> taken away. Cause he, he like was driving fast and then tried to drive away from the police. Oh man. <laughs> and, and he was like dry, cutting through side streets and stuff and cut into a dead end. And that's when they got him. <laughs> that's so he, tough. He was so young. He was like, not even on high school yet. They took it away for summer vacation. It was brutal. Yeah. Uh, but my friend, the one who got his license taken away, is a friend of the podcast, actually. Uh, let me pull it up here quick. He was on the fifth ever episode of, yeah, take the rat down. He was on the fifth ever episode of what was then the From the Raptors podcast. And you can tell it's old because look at the logo, Sam. You remember that logo? Yeah. I like. I always liked the logo, though. I thought it was good nice. logo. Good logo, uh, but yeah, we—he knows nothing about basketball. But at that the time, this was me. this was before you. I just had no guests, so I just needed people to talk about, and I just quizzed him. Like, I gave him names. I was like, "Can you tell me if this is a real player?" And I just gave him like random things. He's like, "Giannis, that's not real." He, I asked him where Michael Jordan played. He told me the Warriors, oh, <clears> so he, he didn't know anything. So it was entertaining though. I needed content. Come on, it's, it's about the grind. Um, I will rat list drivers. I know you're out on stop signs, right? I know you yeah, don't like stop bit. signs. I feel like my my leverage on arguing traffic things is kind of thrown out the window now. Just because I was like, hey, I almost lost my license. Probably. Right, was, probably probably license. going downhill. People who don't stop before the line, they like eke out into the road. So I have to swerve to avoid you because you just like you didn't run the stop sign, but you like ran it enough to inconvenience me. So I have to slow down a little bit just to avoid you in the middle of the road. 
just either stop or run it right like can you can you pick one can you be an asshole or not and not yeah. just be like this in between which is almost worse either run the stop sign so i get an insurance claim because you're a moron or Take actually charge, fucking stop yeah. yeah right like what it's just pissing me off because i'm like i'll be driving along and i'll like see it out of the corner of my eye i'm like you better stop you better stop and then like slowly rolling stop like about to hit my car i'm like just make it a choice if you're gonna be a dick just like commit commit to the bit if you're gonna be an asshole see anytime i see like the eakers when i'm driving it really makes me wish i drove a tank yes and i (laughs) i said that to my girlfriend in the car the other day and she was like well they're they're people and i was like well okay fine like i wish i had to teach them a lesson tank Like, if you ever played, uh, like, one of the Batman games where you have to use the Batmobile, it's, like, non-lethal. Like, it just zaps them. Like, that's what I want to do. Yeah, yeah, fair. I'm not trying to take any lives. Maybe just don't eke out. I don't like that. I'm out on that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Rat list, Frank. So, Frank, Ooh. we all went to see Oppenheimer yesterday, and it was fine. Like, I... I really was not awake enough to pay attention and enjoy it like to the fullest. Like I was real tired. Like I was falling asleep in the dairy three hour movie. That's very difficult. That's a difficult ask for a lot. Um, But our friend brought, uh, bought tickets and we, I paid him on Venmo and Frank messages the group chat today. Mind you, this was a whole fiasco yesterday where one of our friends was not in on the plan until yesterday. The tickets had not been bought yet. And the kid that bought the tickets only bought three tickets when there was four of us. And then blamed like the kid for like being wishy-washy on the plans. And that was the whole thing. But then Frank bought his own ticket, was not involved in the Venmoing process. And then messages the group chat today and says, did you guys pay him? What are you, the police? Are you the Venmo police? <laughs> Wait, yes, I paid so- him. Piss off. That pissed <laughs> the hell just- out of me. Frank was checking if you guys paid your other friend. Yes. <laughs> and it's ratless. Was his heart in the right place? Probably. But it was like almost like, uh, look how good of a friend I am moment where he was trying to make us all feel bad. Like you guys wouldn't ask if somebody else paid. You know what? Yeah. Frank owes me money. <laughs> he's getting asked right now. If he's uh, going to pay me for this show, we're going to. How much does he owe you? Like 150 bucks. Oh, wow. Just no, you should have one of your other friends text a group chat say, Hey, Frank, have you had what to say? Yeah, I should. I'm just gonna Uno do it reverse. Uno reverse card. Um, we're gonna bring up our first. Can we move the rat real quick while I do this? Uh, yes, if I could get my we asked person. you guys last episode, we said, Give us your rat, Pull it up! and only one person did, but we love Joey's spatula, so we're gonna do it. He said, Ratless any grocery store that only has super green, hard as rock avocados. It's almost impossible to find avocados anywhere that aren't better used as a projectile. Now, I don't know. I know Joey Spatulas runs a taco truck. Ironclad Eatery, I believe, is what it is. Legend, thank you for the shirts, Joey Spatulas. Uh, we'll have to yes. go to a game in Maine. We'll go to a game in Maine this, this season. Yeah, and sure. we'll, we'll stop at the food truck. Um, I don't know if super green as rock avocados. I assume this is just saying like avocados that are too hard. Are you a fan of avocados, Sam? I like avocados. I do. I too. think he's saying like, okay, when like bananas are green, like they're not ready yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So essentially, he's saying grocery stores, because of an avocado shortage, which I'm pretty sure is a real thing. Yeah, only have the avocados that aren't ready to be eaten yet. So it's very difficult for him to prepare them, making guac for his taco truck. 
mm-hmm. which is fair because I, I I will often buy avocados and just forget to use them because they're not ripe when I buy them. So I can't use them when I buy them and then I'll just forget they're there, which is what do you do with them? What do you mean? I just like put them what in like, them? Uh, oh, like what do I use them for? I'll throw them yeah. in like sandwiches or stuff and like good use them use avocado toast for breakfast or stuff but i'll just forget I'm they're there avocado. i like them i enjoy avocado avocado works on most sandwiches i would say i would say it elevates the what sandwich. is the big health draw for avocados though i'm not actually sure i think they're it's like healthy fat okay Does that makes sense i, yeah, I, I, I might be talking what out of you're my supposed ass. to i know people say to eat them but like i looked at like the little like macro things and i'm like well this isn't that good like there's not like a lot of protein in this, like high in calories, like avocados contain several nutrients, including carotenoids, monosaturated fats, potassium, and fiber that have been associated with a reduced risk of chronic diseases, especially when included as part of a balanced diet. Okay. It says contains beta something something for healthy cholesterol, daily fiber needs, anti-inflammatory compounds, and moisturizing for the skin. Uh, if you want to use it as a you know, what's mask. great is my uh, IT band is uh, not inflamed now, but it was very much inflamed <laughs> for a long time. So there you go. There you go. Um, I'm going to rat list my ankle and more specifically myself, because I'm an idiot and I just didn't let it heal. I just you're, have a bad feeling about the ankle when it happened. I was what I was saying. Headstrong. Say? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wanted to play. So I sprained my ankle. I mean, I, I've definitely told the story on the podcast. I sprained my ankle playing basketball months ago at this point. But then five yeah. days later, I just wanted to keep playing. So I played again. And now it is still like just still so swollen. Like it just nothing ever went down. And it, it it's hurts. the same ankle. Yeah, it's not bad. Like I can bend it and shit. Like it's fine. But like every once in a while, I'll step on it the wrong way or I'll be playing golf and I'll step down a hill the wrong way. Like I mentioned on the podcast. Um, so it's not great. So I'm going to rat list myself because I was. Uh, I also just don't, I think you're in the same boat. I just don't have a primary care doctor right now. So I just don't go uh, to the doctor. Speaking of doctor though, I'll go again. Rat list. Uh, mm. I don't know if it's indigestion or uh, acid reflex. I'm sure the person in the comments who likes to diagnose me will tell me. Uh, I appreciate you. I just mess around with you. The body bag you. I don't really care. Um, I woke up at 440 this morning. And my acid reflux was so bad, I just couldn't fall back asleep. Hey, you so were I, up this, early. I was just—I like, I just I opened my eyes. I had a message from you. I responded to it because I thought it was funny. And then I just started getting a million messages. <laughs> and I was like trying to get ready, like stretch, go up for my run. And I'm like, all right, fuck off. <laughs> all right, you'll deal with it then. Just don't answer. Um, no, yeah, I couldn't fall back asleep. So I've been up since 4:40. Actually, that's a lie. I took a nap when I got—I I went out somewhere to breakfast. And then I came home. I napped for like three hours, and then I was fine. But it's just—I like if I wake up early, even if I take a nap, I'm just exhausted all day, which is just just tough. So Ratless, Ratless, this desk. I love this desk. I've used this desk for a long time. I love my phone too. Uh, it's just the the text message gripe I just bitched about with you made yes. me think of this. When I sit here, this is where I work. If you see me write articles, most of them come from this spot. When I get a text message like the one I just got now, it makes my blood boil because of the sound (laughs) it makes on the desk. You may say, Sam, don't put your phone on the desk. But I can see the notification. I like to know what's coming into my phone. Part of why I had to go to court, right? Why don't you just put vibrate off? Because I I don't want to hear the tone. That's even worse. I need the vibrate. Just, Just do nothing. Just you have can, it on silent. You can do that. Are are you joking? Or are you serious? I'm serious. I didn't know you could do that. 
You can I still have like nothing. the vibration. I like to know at most times when it's going off. I just don't like the sound it makes on this table, especially when I'm also another thing. Everybody wants to text me when I'm trying to do something. Nobody wants to text yeah. when I'm just sitting there like Wait. playing patty cake, whatever, like screwing around. I start, oh, I claim an article in a Slack chat. All of a sudden, everybody wants to talk. Everybody's got conversation for me. All the group chats are popping. You didn't know After you could turn vibrate podcast, off? Nobody wants to talk. You didn't know you could turn vibrate off on your phone? No, I didn't. Yeah, you can turn vibrate off. I have nothing on my phone. My phone is always just on silent. Like, I don't have notifications. I, well, I, I that's I why like I like to be able to be reached, but just just what I'm I only have it for I only have it for calls. Like I'll have calls and they give me the phone, but like text messages and Twitter and all that stuff. You? My mom, my sister, my family. I'm not picking up calls. <clears throat> what? I don't pick up calls. There's like select group of people. I guess like if if people that I regularly talk to were to call <laughs> me, I would pick up because I'd be like, what is happening that they're not just gonna text me? Are you out on FaceTime? Face like, like, is a, uh, it's a thing you do. It's a thing you, you do. So I take it, you're not a fan of FaceTime. It's a, you do it for another person thing. Okay. See, I'll I, just I enjoy the time I spend on FaceTime with my girlfriend. <laughs> Did she listen to the rat list? I don't know. <laughs> so I'm playing a dangerous game. I'm not editing this. Yeah. So you, you got to live with your, your actions and your words. Um. Yeah, you can turn off vibrate. I just you think just FaceTime sucks because you'd rather be spending time with the person. In all seriousness, like if I, I don't like talking on the phone with anybody. My mom is a flight attendant. My mom used to go away. Like she would call. Like I don't like the the feeling. I can't do something else. Yeah, while you feel I'm having this conversation where I'm not actually with a person. You feel when I'm with somebody and we're hanging out, it's different. Like, all right, fine. Like I'll talk to you. It, FaceTime is like if I want to show you something. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's fine. But That's there are situations that call for a FaceTime. What are you going to do? You do it and you enjoy the time. <laughs> Sam's covering his bases here. I love it. Uh, that's all I got for Ralph today. I don't know if you have anything else. Uh, Ratless Jack for making me describe my feelings <laughs> on FaceTime. That was an unintentional thing. We're just talking. No, you brought I, it up. I made it funny. Yeah. I'm not a big FaceTime guy either. Like I'll, like you said, I'll do it. And it's nice to like talk to the person and like see them and have the visual. But like, if I'm, for example, like writing or something, I'll feel like, oh, I can't be doing this because I'll feel distracted. Or like if I'm watching something and writing, then I can't be watching something because I'm on FaceTime. <clears throat> I definitely know what you mean. It like interrupts the flow. If you're like, if you're working or something, it, it interrupts the flow. And it's also just not the I, same. I'm, like, I'm only FaceTiming one person. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. The one it's person FaceTime. gets FaceTime. I'll FaceTime my family. Like my sister will FaceTime me. My, my mom will FaceTime me. Usually it's just text. Usually it's just texting, which is fine. Oh, Frank uh, responded. Let's see what he said. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> he said to give him a kid trying to explain himself and he has nothing to say. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> he got caught in 4K. Shout out, Frank. Frank's becoming a show legend very quickly. Uh, that's all I got today for Atlas, though. If Frank you're, would be great. You're... So when we get big enough where we can have like additional people on our staff and Adam Frank, first, Frank will be one. <laughs> staff as if no i know what you mean though like frank danny danny oh i love yeah. danny's hilarious liam joe all the fellas i try and get uh, frank to write now i try and get him to write mm. bum <laughs> get get the, come on frank get to, get to writing but uh anyways thank you all for tuning in we appreciate you very very much uh thank you for the subscribers lately and the growth on the channel i say it every podcast but i mean it every time uh because it's kind of crazy like again we, we set a goal of 100 or a thousand subscribers i should say by the end of the summer we're at 1155 right now and very we're halfway through the summer 
yeah, we're growing. We're growing very fast. Um, thank you all for tuning in to the content in August. I see a lot of people saying thank you for the content. Thank you for listening to the content. Yeah. Thank you for giving uh, us a, a, an audience to put out content. Yes. Kind of cool. 100%. Uh, I forgot to change the brand back to the Celtics. We'll do that now. You guys can enjoy Matt the Rat for an extra couple minutes. Thank you all for tuning in. Subscribe to How About Them Celtics. Make sure to leave us five stars on Apple and Spotify. Uh, we've been getting more listens there too. So if you are a primarily audio listener, thank you for listening. Make sure to leave us five stars if you like us. And if you don't like us and you want to be mean, go to the YouTube and be mean there. Be mean in the comments. I'd rather you do that anyways, because I like reading the comments. And if you're going to be mean, at least have the balls to tell me exactly what you're being mean about. Mm. Right? You know what I'm saying? At least be, uh, be bold enough. Yeah, to do real that, balls but... to go on the YouTube comments. <laughs> it's one of hey, the hey. most brave things one can do is to uh, say mean things online. It's it's braver than leaving a one-star review, right? I'd rather you leave a comment than one star. Yeah, all right. At least but you can respond. Regardless, leave us a comment, maybe a nice one. But We've been getting a lot of comments on the videos lately. We appreciate it. Uh, and leave us rat list stuff like yes. Joey Spatulas. Be like Joey Spatulas uh, and leave us a rat list in the comments. Thank you all for tuning in. I'll let Sam take us out. Hey, thank you very much for listening or watching. If you're watching, you're on the YouTube channel. Join over 1,150 others and subscribe to the channel. Make sure you leave a like on the videos if you enjoy them because it shows that people care about us, I guess. I don't know. It's good for the algorithm. Uh, make sure you hit the notification bell on the channel. That way you don't miss any of our daily uploads this summer. Like Jack said, we're pumping out the content for the people. So we want to make sure the people see it. So hit the bell. Don't miss any videos. Leave comments on the videos. We love to read them. You can follow us on Apple and Spotify if you like the audio versions of the shows better, or if you just want to listen to them in the car or whatever, and make sure you're not on your phone, right? You don't want to do that. Uh, you can follow us there. Leave a nice five-star review. Say something nice. On social media, you can follow us at How About Them Seas, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Facebook is just the name of the pod. You can find Jack on Twitter at NBA. As you're listening to this, his actually, in a couple hours, maybe, Probably his article is out on Celtics blog, 9 a.m. Uh, mine debuted today. It was pretty cool to make a debut. I've been trying to get on the blog for probably five years now. So a minute. you can follow me for more of it at Samuel France NBA. That's it for us. Bye. Chick, tackle. Come on. Tackle. 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 Tackle.